When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Royal Blue Podcast in association with Sport Pacer. I'm Phil Kirkbride and today joined by Gav Buckland, Tony Scott and Adam Jones as we gather around the table to reflect on the first defeat of the Marco Silva era and sift through the wreckage of what was a bitterly disappointing afternoon at Goodison. Um, I'm going to start by asking the lads to give me their one reason and one reason only why it went wrong for the Blues yesterday. Gav, what is your one reason why it went wrong? Poor passing. Okay, And you can expand on that. Sorry, it was... A- uh, <laughs> uh, our passing certainly wasn't expansive, was it? Um, I thought we gave the, way, the ball away too often, especially uh, playing out from the back and from deep midfield, especially in the first half. And the first goal, and you could say the second goal... Both came from those positions and we were vulnerable to that. And in the second half, a number of occasions we went long. I know it's easy to pick out three or four things during the game. But um, the, 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 a few times in the second half, we, we, we just went long and the ball just sort of disappeared into touch. And the one, the one cohesive bit of passing in the entire game from us, we scored. And that's what we should have learned from, but we didn't. So anything different from passing, if you, if you could pinpoint one area of the pitch that you were... Thought it, why it went wrong? Apart from a missing midfield, because I don't think Everton has. All right, one. go with that. Go with missing yeah. midfield. Go. On. I just thought there was nothing there in the midfield. We made Abiyang and Noble look like well beaters. There, they're run of the mill, bang average midfielders, Premier League level, and they just gone a guy Morgan Schneider and made them look unbelievably good. And I, I don't want to harp on about it, but the tale for me between the two teams was the two the centre forwards bullying the defenses. I thought Mason Allgate and Zuma struggled with Yarmolenko and Arnautovic. On the opposite side of the pitch, I thought Tosin and Calvert-Lewin just give their defence too much of an easy ride. This is a defence that's conceded all kinds of goals for West Ham and they looked invincible yesterday. I thought it was the tail between the two centre-forwards on the opposite side of the pitch. Adiosun, if you can think of something different from... I think Toe slipped in two there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go for your midfield one. I think the missing midfield was really key for me, I think. There was just far. It was far too distinct the gap between the front four and the rest of them. Like there was so, there was so many spaces in that midfield. Like you look at Idrissa Gay for that first goal. He's making that pass up to Cheng Tosin, who's on the edge of the box. And it's not as if he's going through about three or four Everton players as he should be to be making that pass. He's got and he's got a clear run to make that ball. That's the amount of space that was left open in that midfield, and it was just so easy for West Ham to then just pick up the ball as. As Tony says, the uh, the strikers weren't holding the ball up well enough. Their defence was just picking up the ball and going, right, we've got a midfielder there in 20 yards of space. Let's let's give it to him. And I just just felt like we never had that in, in uh, from our side at all. Do, do we not have to just bear in mind, though, when we're talking about Everton's midfield yesterday, unfortunately, obviously, Morgan Schneidlin and, and we were made aware before kickoff of the obviously terribly sad news about his father and the yeah. fact that he, he wanted to play and, 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 and trained all week but obviously 
Yeah. He, he, he clearly he wasn't his head wasn't there yesterday and got taken off and maybe would have been taken off anyway because Marco wanted to make a tactical change. So do we have to say when when talking about this game in isolation that maybe there was a mitigating circumstance or is it actually regardless of of Morgan's situation yesterday? Does, yeah. does Tony and, and Adam have got a point there? Absolutely. Um, I think not talking about this guy and Schneider and what Adam said there was right. He spoke about the front four, and the thing for me is is what Sig Sigerson's position on the pitch is. If you're playing four three three, certainly play four two four for but push up when you've got the ball and in around the box. But he's he's he's, he's the number ten playmaker, and he should be playing a little bit bit more deeper. To me, he's playing more like the Deli Ali role, isn't he, mm-hmm. after striker, yeah. which. Which is okay, but we haven't got a Christian Eriksen from midfield who can who can create. And for the purposes of the pod, I sadly watched the game again. Right. <laughs> oh, the, oh god! Uh, well, up until the West Shame on you too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Couldn't Marco Silva in. With a load of Italian and Spanish games, up <laughs> yeah. now, no, but, no. And there was a there was a there was a comment by Jamie Carragher, and he was saying saying about Everton need to find the way to get the ball to Sigurdsson. And I was thinking about mm. Sigurdsson's our sort of playmaker, as you would call it. He should be the one giving the Sean ball to other it, people yeah. and opening things up. Okay, you've got to get it to him, you know, originally. But he's playing far too far up the pitch for me on occasions. And like against Huddersfield, and he's not getting enough space. And I think he needs to, to come deeper. So we've got like the triangle in midfield rather than effectively this 4-2-4, which we appeared to be playing yesterday for large periods. And indeed against Huddersfield, which just leaves loads of space. And it, it's it, it's it's getting that balance right between, you know, Schneider and Guy and Sigson, what their roles are. But key to that to me is Sigson playing in a three midfield and not as an auxiliary striker. It's part of the issue, which was the, was the second part of Tony's point, was certainly as it stands in terms of form and confidence and, and productivity, maybe we cannot, or Sigurdsson feels he has to stay as close to Tosin as possible because Tosin is nothing sticking. Mm-hmm. He's struggling. And so maybe Sigerson almost feels he's having to make up for those deficiencies. And maybe Marco is actually encouraging him to go further forward. Like, like the goal you mean yesterday. Yeah. Um yeah, but then you've got to counterbalance that about okay, what 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 your other two midfielders doing? If they're both Nothing. sitting too that's what if they're both sitting too deep, then you're creating that space. If you've got we've got then got to push up further up the pitch, haven't we, to, to remain compact as a team. At the moment we've got four playing quite high up the pitch. Def- defensively and the, the Two defensive midfielders, or whatever you would call them, on the back four, I've got to move off further because we're just leaving acres of space in the pitch, and I've not, I've not got a problem with that. And he doesn't, have, but he doesn't have to do that all the time, does he? But he is doing that all the time. He needs to drop deep on occasions and get the ball and create stuff. Uh, and I think um, that his role is the one that over the last two games I've been looking at and thinking, I'm not sure. I he scored yesterday. Whether he's helping the balance of the squad. And the balance in the midfield. But if he hadn't scored, Phil, how would you have rated his game yesterday? I thought his work rate again was yeah. exemplary as it always is. In terms of being a creative force, didn't offer much, did he? I thought so I, pieces I think, at the wall. Did, did yeah, that, that, I actually think he actually played better when he was forced deeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I suited him more strangely in that setup, didn't it? Because he's getting the think, ball more. I think, I think a couple of minutes into that half, he he made. It's a raking ball over to Walcott, and you're just like, well, yeah, that's what that's mm. that's the kind of pass that we've been missing, and the kind of quality that we've 
probably needed a bit like a bit deeper and then obviously West Ham got their their third goal and that essentially killed us off again but I think it's it's maybe interesting to see how good Sigurdsson played you know in that role a little bit deeper maybe maybe that's how you get Bernard into the team more centrally like play him as the 10 and play Sigurdsson a bit further back and do yeah, and do we feel that maybe playing Sigurdsson deeper, which is ironic given I'm sure everybody around this table has been saying why is he not playing ten? That's his best position. You've actually got a more of a forward-thinking player as your three in terms of Schneidlin would be a controller. Yeah, Idrissa's strength is breaking it up, winning it back, and playing it simple. Because as we found out yesterday, when he tries to be adventurous, he gets caught out. Mm-hmm. So if you have got Sigurdsson in there, is he not the the, the, a bit of everything and, and and has got more of the quality to bridge the gap between the front three. It's effectively playing instead of a resistor guy and, and playing Bernard. Well, play, and, actually yeah. playing a genuine 4-3-3 rather than the kind of oh, but hybrid 4-2-3-1. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, I think Silver's, Silver doesn't play like that, does he? Plays, he plays, plays with the triangle. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think what I'm saying, any alternative what we've got at the moment, mm. um, I'm just not, you know, and I, you've got to got to allow like Schneiderland some breathing space for yesterday. And he has been okay, so. Um, but I think you just need to look at it again. But we're lacking. You know, we could talk all day about things that we're lacking, but we're lacking a genuinely very good box to box midfielder who can both defend and create at the moment. Aren't we, we said that didn't we? I mean, we yeah. were discussing the transfer. I was <clears> rated <throat> out of ten. We said like six or seven. Reason being, a really pacey centre forward and a box to box midfield, yeah. and that's what we have missed yesterday. Uh, 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 mm. You know, he's silver. Not that he would ever say this publicly, but is he privately thinking, God, if if we had Dakure, because he was so important to him at Watford, do you think if we had Dakure, we'd be flying here? Maybe it's a shout. If you look at it on face value, though, you've got James McCarthy injured, who looks a Marco Silver type of player in the centre midfield. And obviously it's Andre Gomez to come back well, in. So the, yeah, the yeah. players may be in there. Mm. It's just that just a gone a guy, Morgan Snyder, and we've been here before with Ronald Koeman, Sam Allardyce, and now we're here with Marco Silva. You've got two men doing one man's job. It's just yeah. utterly pointless at home to West Ham again. Don't get me wrong, if you're away at Arsenal next week, yeah, of course. At home to West Ham, you're playing two defensive midfielders. You put the onus then on Morgan Snyder, and then obviously your two wingers. It's just you've got to have something more in your locker than sentiment field against the likes of West Ham at home. I, I still, I mean, what, what I've been saying all season, I'm not, I still think we're one short in midfield. Mm. If Schneiderland doesn't play, who've you got who can play that role? Mm. And I, I well, he does, think, yeah. Silver actually does openly admit that he's the, Schneiderland's the only player, as he says, of that profile. That, 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 that pivot play. role in, in the yeah. three. What is that role, though? Well, if you're playing, if you if you if you're you've all the pivot role in the, in, in the three, it's your job to crack the ball off the defence and to 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 pass it around. That's all I'm but, 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 Yeah, but it's to get the ball off the defence when when you're in possession and, and and use the ball in a positive way. Or you're the you're first player to play through the lines. And, and when you're yeah. on attack, when when the opposition's on attack, it's your job to protect the back mm. back four. So you really shouldn't be moving a lot from the middle of the pitch. Which which Schneiderlin's okay. The problem is we've had is this a gay last day was sort of playing that role and that's not his role and that's why we got there was space all over the place. And I think what McCarthy's an interesting one which you brought up there. What we haven't got to think is somebody you can you can play that Schneiderlin role if Schneiderlin doesn't play or we need an option. And I think uh, it's, it's another. I still think we are one short in midfield. 
because I'm not sure James McCarthy. It's a you know, it's going to be a big ask for them to come back, of isn't course, it? Like, yeah. uh, so know, this comes back to Andre Gomez, the player we've not seen. Yeah. You know, a couple of weeks away at least, isn't he? So he, you know, you know, people always say when you're not playing, you you you're made to look better, aren't you? In these yeah. situations, yeah. And, and and he certainly does. Mm. I just look at Morgan Schneider and and just a kind of guy and so like. I know what the the roles entails, getting the ball off the defence, but surely you've got to have more in your locker than just to pick the ball up from the defence and move forward. I think, I think the problem that I saw with Guy yesterday is that he was trying to be a bit too too adventurous, really. Yeah. He was going out of his comfort zone, obviously trying to make these forward-thinking passes, which are, I don't know, should we really commend him for actually trying to get the ball forwards? Maybe. But he was, he was it was certainly something that he's really not used to doing. He was getting dragged out of position quite a lot. In 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 trying to attack a little bit too much, and yeah. I think that that was putting a lot more pressure on Schneiderlin because then he was left by himself essentially mm. in that in that defensive midfield role. Yeah, I think yeah. that that was really working against well, the, us. The, the first goal was typical of that, wasn't it? Because guy passed the ball out to defence, but rather than just sitting deep, he, he carries on running team, mm. but and Schneiderlin moved forward as well and that left a massive gap didn't it in the, in the centre circle yeah. where there was you know we just had and our two centre halves were split anyway left it like a 20-30 yard gap didn't yeah, it two centre had to go forward yeah, and that's why we, guy we were do, all on the attack I was doing my nutting that guy played that pass if it's not on don't play yeah. just recycle and start again Yeah, or, or if you could do play it still sit deep so yeah. if they win the ball back he's still in position but he he, 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 he wouldn't say bomb forward but he moved forward left space behind him and that was it. Uh, that was the problem. And we did it again about 10 minutes at least, mm. didn't he, for almost exact Hol- same. Holgate, I think, was yeah. it? Holgate well, twice did it. Holgate yeah. saved one, didn't it? But they went, when uh, I think Pickford ended up coming out and kicking, kicking yeah. the ball. For the same set of players, I think. And that was the that, that's the problem, the same, about playing Schneider and Gate together, is is they both end up doing the same thing. But I think, I, I think it's strange, because that's, that's surely against what Silver wants to do anyway. I think yeah. one of the things that we noticed instantly... Like especially you notice Phil in preseason when we came, when Silver came in is how much he uses the fullbacks to be be that kind of attacking force. So surely he must be getting into 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 his midfield players. Look, if you can get it out to the right back or the left back, do yeah. it. Well, that was the problem in the first goal because West Ham had just blocked off the wide path and Guy panicked. Mm-hmm. So he put his foot on it and recycling and being patient like we were, Gav. You mentioned for the goal we scored, yeah. be patient, recycle, yeah. recycling. He panicked and played the pass that wasn't on. They telegraphed it all day long, stepped out, won the ball. Before you know it, Yamalenko's tapping in. One, one thing I did notice is that it was up, up to Holgate and Zuma at times. I know Holgate didn't have the best of games, but it was left to them to bypass the midfield at mm. times and go forward and look for that killer pass as in Zuma. So I have plenty of times. I'm sure Yeri Mina will be asked to do it when fit. And Holgate, I don't know, his distribution was poor yesterday, but there were times when they had lots of opportunities on the ball and were just trying that killer pass instead of just obviously keeping composure. Obviously, we see what happened with the Everton goal. Good stuff. Well, bad stuff, but good <laughs> stuff. Just one point on. you mentioned there, Phil, about uh, Sigurdsson. You said about, you know, maybe because Tosin's off form and like maybe you've got to play Sigurdsson closer to him. Isn't the answer to that another centre forward, either from within the within the ranks you got at the moment, because that was a discussion point, wasn't it? Well, Gav, Gav Buckland, you've neatly segued. Ah, you see, oh, that's why I should be his notes there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, second section of today's Royal Blue podcast is a very simple question for the lads. And I'm going to start with Adam Jones first. Should Michael Silver drop Jenk Tosin for Sunday's trip to Arsenal? I would say yes. I'd say put Richarlison up there, put Bernard on the left wing. 
I, I think he he shows his credentials in that position for Brazil. Uh, Marco Silva knows that he can play in that position. He said all along that he can play anywhere along that front three. Cenk Tosin's really not doing what we've been asking from him at the minute. I think Richarlison gives us something a bit different, like a bit more pace, a bit more guile in that in that central forward role. And I think Bernard Bernard impressed me not just with his obviously obviously he had a lot of classy touches, but it was his work rate and his even like his defensive play. Who, a little who, scrapper, who, isn't he? Who, who, who was it that he knocked yeah. over right on the air? Uh, the the at one point, yeah. And like that that was exactly what we wanted to see, and I think. Going into the game against Arsenal, I think obviously they're going to dominate possession. We're probably going to be forced into a more counter-attacking sort of role. And I think having the likes of, if, if we had a front three of Bernard, Richarlison, Walcott, I think we'd be causing them some real problems in that area. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Tony, is it, is it the right decision to, to drop Tosin or do we just have to stick with him? He's a predator, you know, his, his record last season when he came in, you know, proved that he's got ability or do we, is it time to go, look, you're struggling, lad, drop out, we're going to play a different way? I just don't see how he fits in this team, the way Marco Silva plays. I think there was a couple of stats going around on social media last week that I think Everton haven't crossed the ball once into him when, when he's been in and around the box. So he's obviously starved the crosses compared to last season under Sam Allardyce when we've seen crosses from in Stoke City away when Walcott was whipping them in. We aren't playing that way no more, are we? I was asking our wingers to cut inside a lot. So me personally, I totally agree with Adam. I just think there's no room for him at the moment. His, his form is poor. He doesn't look like scoring. He's scuffing at shots. One side note of it, that poor header that could have got Everton mm. back in the game. It was weak. It was straight at the goalkeeper. It was poor and it was a play that was just lacking in confidence so but much. But that, that was a header of a player we didn't see last season. That was, that was an alien, a skeleton version of Tosin from last season. Because last yeah. season he's scoring that. Yeah, but yeah. even his basic play, Phil, he's not given the centre-halves a rough time. He's an old enough. And we've seen it me, two minutes into the, into the game, two minutes into the game. Marco Silva is actually shouting at him to go and chase defenders. I mean, that shouldn't be happening two minutes but, into the game. But that wasn't an issue early on, was it? No. The Wolves and Bournemouth, his work rate yeah, was yeah, excellent. Yeah. So what's, yeah. obviously so what's he's lacking in confidence. Why should your manager be sitting on the line telling you to chase down defence? That shouldn't happen in Premier League football. I, I'm sorry, I totally agree with Adam. Richarlison's got to start up front for me. And one thing I will say, Phil, is that if we do play that way, we cannot afford to do what we have done recently from corner kicks to the opposition. Why is everyone in the box? Why is every single Everton player in the box? Why aren't we keeping... Well, we should be against Arsenal. We should have Walcott, Richarlison and Bernard as a three. Leave them up and let's see how many players Arsenal put in the box because they won't. Gav, you, the final one around the table, is it time to drop Jenk Tosin? Good question. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I've had time to think about it, is it? The fact that I'm, I'm doubting it, is because we're playing because we're playing Arsenal. Well, all right, then. I, I all right then. What, what does in a game where we're not going to have much of the ball? I think yeah. we'd accept that that's probably going to be the way of things. Yeah. What is Jenk Tosin offering us on the counter attack? Well, I think he's looking for them to do what he didn't do yesterday: is hold the ball up and bring others into play. And to, and and to, to you know because the chances are if you play especially our passing capability. Try and play out on the break. Would you? What I would you know, say though is I think Richarlison's shown better hold-up play so far this season than Cenk Tosin. Yeah, but if you're playing, it's different when you're playing up in the middle of the pits when you've got like say mm. two centre halves around you than playing out wide and you've got a full back. You probably 
quite happy for you to like have the ball. So I think it's not necessarily like what like comparison. I, I'd said for Arsenal because I think if it wasn't if you're playing somebody like playing West Ham again on on Sunday, I'd probably say yeah. Go on. But because I think it's a different type of game, we'd have mm-hmm. more of the ball, and I think. But I think uh, I think because of Arsenal, I, I, I still think you need like a bit of a presence up front to, to keep hold of the ball and give us a bit of breathing space. So I, 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 does Richarlison not offer that for you? I still think he's untested. So if so, if we say you say Richarlison untested as centre forward, would you would you countenance the idea of of starting with Calvert Lewin instead of Tosin, or you just go no Tosin must start the game? I, I'd like somebody. I'd like somebody who could keep the ball, and I think if he plays like he did the first few games, mm. then I think that would be okay. I think I think that I'd rather have that. Dominic, I think, is maybe. I, think, I do like Dominic, but he was poor yesterday, wasn't mm. he? Uh, and I think still a bit inexperienced in that role in, the, in against the bigger teams. So I keep Chank for Sunday just because it's Arsenal. Phil, if you're if you're an Arsenal centre back, would you rather face Tosin or Richarlison? Tosin, of, all, of, of, the, of the four options we spoke about yeah. there, you'd rather face Tosin because he's not, he's not, not mobile. He's not going to run in behind you, no, and he's not, not going to hold the ball up. No, and he's clearly lacking in confidence. Yeah. And the fact that chances, you know, we would expect would be not a premium necessarily, but they're going to be, you know, they're not going to come thick and fast probably. You know, if we're being honest about it, and he's not getting in the right positions, or it's not happening for him. He's snatching things. I, I'd be petrified of playing against Richarlison. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, but the, mm. the, you can the, the counterbalance to that is if you're the Arsenal right back, who would you rather play against? Bernard is still like trying to get used to the Premier League or Richard? I don't know. I I, I thought as well as, as Phil sure. pointed out yesterday. As soon as Bernard came on, uh, he, he instantly yeah. had the defence on the back foot. It's a different game at Arsenal, though, isn't it? And I, I think you know we're not dropping Richarlison, are we? From the the, the squad, uh, I just think that we just, just need somebody a bit bit. Bit of a physical presence up front at Arsenal, but I think maybe you know, it's, it's a 50-50 shout, isn't it, really, for me? Mm. Uh, mm. But it'd be interesting to see Marco's thinking, really. And as you say, about Sigurdsson as well, and just generally the midfield, but that's for later on in the week. Let's, let's stick with Bernard. You know, on a, on a day of, of low lights, he was maybe a bit of a highlight. Were you impressed with what you saw? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the problem with us is, they were saying when I was rewatching the game before, <laughs> they were saying on TV that like you know their weak point is Zabaleta, isn't he? Right back, he was what thirty five or whatever he is, and we didn't really do enough in the first half. And it was only when Bernard came on that we, we looked more threatening on that that mm. side. Um, and I think he's obviously got good pedigree, and I think um, we need to get him in the team. But it, it, say it's weird, weird, isn't it? And I think. We may end up messing around with the midfield to get him in the in the team. I so think I, I think he just goes straight in on the left side of midfield, mate. I think he'll give majority of full box to run around like he did yesterday, as you rightly pointed out, Gav. To Dominic Calvert Lewin for a young lad playing against Pablo Zabaleta, he should have been running rings around him and he never got anywhere near him. Calvert Lewin touch is awful. Second half, Bernard comes on and Zabaleta got booked as well. He given the right run around and they just thought Bernard's was one bright spark yesterday, got us got stuck in, very physical, and I was worrying about his height and thinking, mm-hmm. is he going to be up to this? And what it did like about and probably the way Snodgrass rattles him, 
he probably doesn't expect tackles like that in the Premier League. He got one, and yet he was down for it. But it, it shows that he, he's up for the challenge. Have you claimed you know I mean? he got the ball. The ball exactly. got three yards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's good that it, that's what you're going to have to get used to. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Sometimes players will come into the Premier League and they won't see a tackle like that for three or four games, and next minute it hits you. Mm. He got that within his first couple of minutes, so that that was good. I thought he handled himself really well, and I was worrying about his physique and his size in the Premier League, but. He looks to be a little bit of a fan there. And sometimes you can, you know straight away when you see a good player, you go, wow, this lad's got it straight away. Yeah, yeah he's mm. a very good player. Yeah, Adia, you you play Bernard. Oh, so. yeah, I complete, completely agree with Tony there. I'd throw him straight in on the left wing. I think what really impressed me, apart from, like, obviously, his d- defensive attribute, uh, as, yeah. as I have to say, uh, was just his close control. Like, the amount of times he'd just bring a ball down and you'd mm. just be like, whoa. Yeah. They, we haven't really got a player across the pitch who, yeah. who, who can do that and it's just that that little bit of Brazilian flair I would have liked to see him there was one time when he cut in from a, from a, the yeah. left hand side and I thought oh he's going to try and yeah. he's going to try and p- ping this into the far corner I'd like to see him maybe have a bit of more confidence to have a, have a go himself in that kind of area but I think that's only going to come with game time and I think after that after that show and for a good 60 minutes there I think he's more than the end himself a start the scary thing about it as you just rightly said as I'm, when Bernard obviously took two or three players on got to the byline he looked as though he was on a different wavelength to a couple of Everton players straight away that's within what half an hour yeah. you seen him pull it back Calvertoon was nowhere Umanias was looking sideways and you're going wow this is this lad's on on another scale compared to what we've already got so mm. you play Richarlison don't we that, exactly <laughs> we, we've won you over Gav and I'm just Throwing my opinion is what what the pod's for. Oh, the only thing I say say about Bernard is is does him and, is it Dean or Dean? Has ever decided? Luca Dean or Dean? I think Dean, anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are we a little bit open on that flank? Because Dean will bump forward as well. It's just but, relying on. You've got delivery like that, Gabby. Yeah, it's just. Uh, I saw something this morning about whether would would you play Dean at left. Is there, is, is there an argument to say that, that Luca Dean does not have to be as adventurous as he was in the first half if Bernard plays with Fair him? Point. Because mm. Fair point. Because with respect to Dominic, he's not mm. a winger. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Luca Dean was probably having to make up, wasn't he, for the fact that we weren't getting to the byline, etc. Yeah. So we may lose something there, but gain something from Bernard there. Yeah, I mean, effectively, what we're saying is that if, if Tosin's not in the team, this all for sort of fits into place, doesn't it? Mm. it it's, 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 if you keep Tosin. What I was saying, it becomes a bit more difficult to get players in the, in the pitch. But Unless how, you do something at Walcott. But how, how long does it does it then go with Tosin not scoring? Yeah. Like it, yeah. you've got where okay. do you draw the line? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm just asking. Yeah. Well, the There's a counter argument for that. If Dinya's bombing forward, then you've got two defensive midfielders there. Surely one of them can shuffle over. And even you've got a centre half there, he should be shuffling oh, over oh, that as well. Okay, throw throwing the argument out. I've just hinted that a day. Is what about Walcott? Hmm. I thought he was poor yesterday. Consider the amount of opportunity. You know, I'm not I'm not downgrading his work rate and everything else's endeavour and all that. But I just thought when he had the ball, he could have done a lot better in the final mm. thirds. I there's thought one, he was wasteful at times. There was one time in particular where he put Masuaku on his ass, didn't he? Yeah, and then yeah. just he, he had so much time to just pick someone That's else right, in the middle. Yeah. yeah. And I think I, th- I think we see that too often from Walcott, really. But I think in general this season, he's really impressed yeah, me. Yeah. I think maybe Richarlison's took a bit of the limelight away from him. But I think on the other flank, Walcott's been really impressing me, and I think that was that was more of a one-off bad performance more than anything. 
Yeah, you would think maybe carrying injury still, perhaps. Yeah, perhaps like he hasn't yeah. trained yeah. as much as he would have liked. Yeah. Obviously, given the situation, but, probably but felt he had to. When, had to when we're talking about our options, you know, we can't exclude uh, Wolcott from the, uh, the thinking. No, 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 no. Interesting, very interesting. Uh, yeah, so just in the final part of today's podcast, um, as I'm sure you're aware, uh, before the game, um, David Moyes was a pundit in the Sky Sports studio and said some things that really caught the attention. Um, paraphrasing what, what Moyes said, but basically. Uh, as he came to the end of his Everton tenure, he felt that the team was one striker away from becoming contenders, contenders yeah. for the Premier League title. Um, is he right? Do you know what? No. <laughs> Do you know what? There's a counter argument to say he could possibly be right in what he's saying. And reason being, before everyone jumps on me back, is that, don't forget, he finished fourth with one of the poorest teams I've ever seen in, 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 in my life. They were just workers, obviously, and that's what he's done. But if you look on the team that he ends up finishing up with, it was a really good team. Pinal, Arteta, Kale, really class players. That, if you look at on the face value, over the last 25 years, best players I've seen, all Moyes players, straight away. What he did, what he was missing was that 30 goal a season, man. Mm. And the other teams that, and don't forget, it's a lot more competitive now. It's a top six now, isn't it? Or top seven, so to speak, where it is and when Everton were trying to, it was the top four. You yeah. only had to be basically finish above Liverpool to get in that top four mix. So I'm not saying he would have won the Premier League, but he would have been a lot more competitive towards the big teams if he would have got that 30 goal a season, man. I, I, I don't know. Like the thing that still sticks with me is like his his record against that, you know, the big four as it was back then. He didn't win away at any of them, did they? Beat Man City every week. Well, they weren't one of the big four back exactly, then. Exactly, but they were a really good team. But and even when they shine big plays, he beat them moment away. I, I, I just, I just can't see how one man, sev- like severely affects oh, that, that David Moyes team. No, one, man, one man one makes man. a huge difference to if you're if you've got a twenty five goal a season man, it makes a huge difference to your team. Well, of course. Well, let's put a a, a real a real <laughs> example of, of what he wanted. He wanted Ed Injeco when he was at Wolfsburg, but it was a thirty million pound buyout clause, so they said no chance. If Everton had been able to afford Ed in Jekyll at that point. I mean, he might have been at City by then. I'm not sure you'd have to look at the... the 2011 Manchester yeah, City. Yeah, but say in theory we'd got him. We'd got an Ed in Jekyll and he had 18 months in the Premier League and then bang. Yeah. 13-14, right, we're going for this. Uh, yeah, I think I think going back to the original question. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say he was... What he was saying, he was sort of rightish. And that <laughs> they would have been contenders. <laughs> On the basis that... Um, a good striker, as we found out when you lose Lukaku, who's probably worth like 12, 15 points a season. Yeah. Moyes' best team, 
Could Moyes have broken the top four with that same group of players? I think I think we probably would have been a bit more defensively better. Um, I, I don't think going back to your question, no, I don't think Zeko was the, the quality that okay. would have mm. made would have made the difference. I think, I think you're talking about having a, a Torres. Drogba. I agree. Ironically, Wayne, 2007, yeah, 2009 would have been decent. Yeah. If You're talking about players of that. that old, I mean, to be fair to, to Moyes, what I would say is where he let himself down a little bit is we cut the start of the season better under him. Because mm. a few times yes. yeah, he, he finished fifth, fifth. Yeah. I mean, we'd started the season terribly. I think there was one year he said, we're not we're not ready to win Premier League games yet. It was at the beginning of, beginning wow. of September. <laughs> yeah. So he wants to look, what he's saying is, as well as the transfer market, he wants to look about like for three seasons when we had our absolute peak under him. I don't think we got our pre-season preparations right. And I think it's probably a combination of a couple of them things. We could have easily got 80 points with a top-notch, top-notch striker. Because we were defensively sound, we had a good, well-balanced midfield and a real top-of-the-range Fernando Torres-type striker. Yeah. You're talking 80 points. Once you do that, you're in the mix, aren't you? Yeah. So I totally I agree with Gavin. It's I think it was a mentality problem. I don't think it was. Ne- I don't think it was but necessarily just, just, a Moyes problem. That changes it. When you've got an Harry Kane, say, so for, if yeah. you've got 25 goal a season, man, your mentality automatically changes. The players evolve. All of a sudden, Arteta, Kale, wow, we've got to look at the play. We've got to. You're in every game. Of course, of course, yeah. it matters. And and. and if it's like when we played Liverpool, wasn't it? The one player we had was Arteta that you knew we had to stop Arteta then stop mm-hmm. it. But if you've got like two or three players like that, it gives 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 you more time. And as ludicrous as what Moise's comments sound when I first heard them, when you actually look look at look at it and like as saying like the Lukaku effect on us, that there's a certain element of of truth in what he's saying. But as I say, I think he probably needs to have done a little bit more himself as a manager yeah. in terms of preparing the team at the start of the campaign. Then we would have been 80 points. Then we've been talking there or thereabouts, wouldn't we? Totally agree with Gav there. Totally agree. Hey, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, yeah, I think that would be a perfect point in which to end the pod on an agreement yeah. between Gavin Scott. <laughs> what could have been under Moise? What could have been indeed? But uh, thank you very much for listening. Really enjoyed uh, what was a miserable chat, really, wasn't it? After yeah. a disappointing Sunday afternoon at Goodison. Uh, but thank you very much for listening. Um, you can find us on iTunes and on the Acast app. So uh, if you could review, rate and subscribe, that would be mu- much appreciated. So you've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast in association with Sport Pacer. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.